I tr- I even was there for the birth of her last daughter. I was at the hospital because she didn't have nobody up there. But yeah, I was there. Like I tried and she just went behind my back. But she had a plot the whole time. She was just trying to get close to me so she can get to him. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. We're going to start today off with the winner of the Sylvia Krakauer Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship. David, drum roll. Congratulations. David, drum roll. I don't have a drum roll. Pretend. Okay, that <laughs> wasn't a drum roll. Not a drum roll. But it's going to work. The winner is Carrie. H. Congratulations, Carrie H. We will be sending you an email. Just reply to the email and we will get you started. All right. All right. So let's get started. What are we going to get started with? We'll get started with the beginning. Well, I was born and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't mean that beginning? No, that's a little too far back. Okay. Which I don't think you'd remember. What? The beginning. Uh-huh. There's <laughs> there's pictures. There's proof. <laughs> it's all fabricated. Yes. Photoshop. My life's a lie. In the 70s. Photoshop. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that back in the olden days, people didn't like their pictures taken because they felt like it stole their soul. Mm -hmm. Imagine how soulless all these selfie people would be. (laughs) I think they are soulless. (laughs) I've seen a few of them. Every time you Snapchat, you lose a piece of your soul. The interesting thing is like some people live their life looking at themselves out of the corner of their eye. (laughs) Huh? Because they always have the camera up and they're like... Uh. And Nobody the, can see you, David. And they have their eyes slanted toward the camera. Ah. Uh, and like making sure they got it right. It's so funny. Yep. Funny. <laughs> were you like that when you were? No. I, how many pictures do you see of me on Facebook? I hate pictures. I don't, I don't get on Facebook and look. I hate taking pictures. I, I am know. not a picture person. I remember your profile. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. <laughs> your dating profile. Speaking of dating profiles, you know, when your kids start dating and they quote, quote, fall in love, Mm. and you see these raunchy, skanky videos (laughs) of the girl that they supposedly love. Yes, I'm talking about one of my stepkids. (laughs) And she's friends with the bio dad and stepmom on Facebook. You really think we're going to have much respect for you when you're sitting there humping the floor? (laughs) Nah. It is pretty ridiculous when you think about the fact that People can see what you're doing, and you're still doing it. You're still being stupid. Look, when I was young, I was stupid in private. (laughs) Yeah, we were told not to write anything down you didn't want the world to see. Yeah, or you were stupid with your friends. But people being stupid where the adults can see it or the the parents of the person they're dating. I mean, God, really? That's just nasty. (laughs) And you don't have to be friends with them on Facebook. You can publicly search their name mm-hmm. and find the raunchy videos. <laughs> Hello. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, yeah, we're talking about you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not like we're the only ones that have, I started to say teenage, but it's not teenagers. They're in their 20s. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So technically, y'all, this is an adult. Yeah. In the mid-20s. Behaving in such a fashion. I'm <laughs> like... Thought you would have got over that at about 16 or 17, but maybe not. And everybody thinks at 18 that the stepkids should move out 
get their own place because they are now an adult. Mm -hmm. When you see these videos, you know something is not right in their brain. Mm -mm. It is not formed fully. Mm -mm. There is a dysfunction of the function. Right. Remember that song, Insane in the Membrane? (laughs) You remember that? Yeah. Insane in the brain. Okay, so I just had to get that out. I feel much better. I'm glad. I'm glad we could uh, help you through this counseling session. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. Yeah, I nacho my stepkids, but I love them. And I don't want them to be with some kind of hoochie mama (laughs) that's showing everybody everything she thinks she's got. That bothers me. (laughs) So don't tell me you can't nacho and love your stepkids. Because I love them stepkids. Mm-hmm. I didn't one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For quite a while. Well, it also goes to speak to the fact that some people think when they turn 18 that the kids move out and their step-parenting days are over. Well, I mean, I don't have to parent him. But when he tells me stuff, since I have re-engaged, I no longer hide my reaction of utter shock Mm-mm. and disbelief. Well, you know, at some point where you're raising kids, you're like, I hope when they get older, they trust me enough to tell me anything. They tell us too much. And then then all of a sudden one day you're like, wow, they trust me enough to tell me anything. And I wish they didn't. (laughs) And I'll say, "Uh, you didn't have to tell me that. Well, you told me not to lie to you, Lori. Yeah, we we raised them to be very honest. And Mm. um, wow. Pray for my stepkids. But I do have to say, David, thank God Facebook and TikTok and Face Twitter, as your daddy would call it, or whatever, <laughs> was not around when we were growing up. Because mm-hmm. we probably would have done some stupid stuff. Oh, I know we would have. I mean, I can't run for president, and there's no proof of what I did. Mm-mm. No. Other than me telling the truth. Since when? I am honest to a fault. Ask me anything. I'm scared of what you might say. Ask me anything. Mm -mm. All you listeners, you want to know something? Ask me. I ain't going to lie to you. Mm -mm. But you better be ready for the answer. (laughs) Don't be scared, because I'm not. (laughs) So. So, okay, I got a question for you. All right. What were you really thinking the first time we met? Woo, doggies. (laughs) There is this hot thing sitting on this Harley. That's what I was thinking. Were you really? Choo-choo. You had them... Riding boots on and some Levi's and your little do-rag and sitting on a killer-looking Harley. I had a do-rag on? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't see you. I know. Because you had your hair pulled over you like Cousin It. I'm shy. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the worst first date. The whole time we're riding the motorcycle, I'm like, I, I don't even, I can't see you. That was the best first day ever. Can't see you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I'm shy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, last week I told you that our guest this week had a very Southern accent. Oh, yeah, you did say that. And I asked our listeners during the interview, who do you think has a more Southern accent, me or Courtney? And? I don't know. They ain't heard it yet. (laughs) Gosh, you make my life difficult. Stepmom Courtney Mm -hmm. is from Georgia. Georgia? She's been blending for 13 years, has a stepdaughter that's 15, and an hours daughter that is 12. They had every other weekend visitation with the stepdaughter until March, and then they had the pleasure of getting her full-time. Mm-hmm. Right down during all the COVID stuff. So you get locked up in there. Yes. Happiness and joy, people. Happiness and joy. Mm. Bio mom has six kids with five different daddies. Well... 
It's better than having five kids with six daddies. <laughs> Let that one sink in. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to just go ahead and get into this interview because I can't handle David right now. He's off the chain. He must have eaten too many Kit Kat bars or Hershey's stuff or something. No, it was the gourmet sloppy joes. No more than for you ever. All right. So let's get to listening. All right. Let's do it. The first word about the Academy. What Academy, David? The Nacho Kids Academy, Lori. What's in the Nacho Kids Academy, David? You in there. You in there too? <laughs> Uh, There's a bunch of people in there. I know. It's a whole bunch of courses and coaching calls. and Just think, you can join the Nacho Kids Academy just to talk to me and David on a Q&A coaching call. <laughs> okay. You had a lot of people until then. <laughs> until then. Until then. You had a lot of people until then. All right. All right. Well, I won't come to the Q&A coaching calls. You ain't got to come to the Q&A coaching calls. We just want to help you save your sanity and your blend, people. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. Today, we have Courtney Queenie. Hey, Courtney, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. So, Courtney, I talked to you for a few seconds before we started recording, and you have an accent. (laughs) Yeah, I'm from Georgia. So, you have a stronger accent, I think, than I do. Really? You think so? Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to see what the listeners think. Who has a stronger accent, Courtney or Lori? (laughs) Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about your blend. How long have you been blending? I've been with my husband since 2007, so 13 years. Congratulations. Yeah, which we got married in 2015, but we've been together since then. So. Okay, so how many stepkids do you have? I have one stepdaughter. She's 15. All right, and do you have any ours kids or bio kids? We have ours daughter. She's 12. Okay. And how often do you have the stepdaughter? Um, well, she lives with us full time now, but that happened in March. It got switched over to full time. But before that, we had her every other weekend. So what changed for you to get her full time? Um, she called defects on her mother in March, well, probably February. And so we filed a temporary custody order and they gave us temporary custody. So that's what we have right now. But we're supposed to go to court in, um, I think December, December 1st, we'll go to court and make it final. To tell others, what's DFACT? Um, DFACT is Department of Children and Family Services. For instance, she called DFACT on her mom because she said that her mom was threatening to kill her. She was abusing them. She was, you know, not taking care of 
of them, child abandonment, stuff like that. So they had to open up a case and the case is still open, but I don't know if they found anything. So right now she's just with us, but I have a very high conflict bio mom. So if there's anybody out there, <laughs> it, it's hard. It's very hard. It definitely is. I know here we call it DSS, Department of Social Services. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I know they call it different things in other places. So was this kind of abrupt that you got her? Did you know that she was trying to get her mom in trouble to come live with y'all full time? Or was it just a complete shock? It just happened out of nowhere. It, you know, it was for like a year or two, she was saying she wanted to um, come live with us. But we were like, okay, we'll see what we can do. And she would ask her mom and her mom would be like, no. The next thing we know, she called Deepak on her mom. And then we went up there to the defects office and they told us to file a temporary custody order. And so that's what we did. But it just happened so fast. We didn't know what happened. And it's been like that ever since. And it, it's sort of hard because we went from every other weekend for, what, 13 years to, you know, full time now. And, you know, my stepdaughter, she's sort of conflicted because she misses her other home. Her mother has five other kids. So her mom has six kids in total. Wow. And she has five baby fathers and they live with their grandparents. So the grandparents, they basically raise them. The mom's in and out. She does what she wants to do. She don't do the parenting thing. She don't cook the meals. She don't pick them up from school. She goes with her boyfriend and, you know, and when she wants to come home, she'll take a shower and get dressed and leave again. And that's how she is. So she dumped her kids on her parents. Yeah, she's been like that since I've known her. And I've known her for 15 years now. So, oof, well, not 15, 13 years. She would get pregnant. She would come back home. She would stay for a pregnancy. She would have the baby. And then she would stay home for a few months. And then she would leave and go find another guy. And that's how it was. It was for all these years. It just kept happening and happening and happening and happening. And her parents, you know, they didn't want the kids to be abandoned. So they had to take the parental role and take over. That's so sad. Yes, it is. And they're old, too. I mean, the grandpa's like, what, he's 80-something years old. No way. Grandma's like 60 years old. So they're old, you know. Wow. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's great that the grandparents are able to help out, but they should not have to take over that responsibility for all those kids. Yeah, exactly. And well, me and my husband, we have a good relationship with the grandparents. They're always easy to work with. But when it comes to her mom, it's always an argument, always a fight. If we say the sky is blue, she says it's green just because. And she loves to have the power. She loves to be able to control everything. I mean, she'll send my husband text messages and she would do it to me in the past, but I blocked her number. But she would send my husband text messages and they would be like demands. They would be so rude for no reason, just the man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you don't talk to nobody like that. Right. You just don't. There's no need in it. No. And it's, it's wrong. And it's like, you know, we always tried to give respect and we never got it back. Do you believe that the things that stepdaughter is claiming is true? 
Yeah, some of it, yes, I do. Because I know her as a person. I know her mom as a person. And she is very crazy. We have had to call the police on her over the years. Police reports. She has threatened us. There's so many things that she has done. Well, her younger sister, she has a younger sister. And um, she gave her a black eye. And she's only like 10. Her younger sister gave who a black eye? Well, her mom gave her younger sister a black eye. No way. Yeah, she she hit her in the face and she gave her a black eye. She's only like 10 years old. So the younger sister, I guess, is still staying with grandma? Yeah, they're all staying with grandma. She has two boys and then she has four girls and they all stay over there. Well, considering that the bio mom's not there very often, does uh, DFAC know about that? We've told them, and it's Defect has been trying to get in contact with the mom, but she won't answer the calls. She won't reply back. And we had a, a what is it called? We had like a pretrial hearing mm-hmm. um, last week, and she was supposed to show up, and she never even showed up. Mm. She didn't even show up, and it was on Zoom. It was a Zoom call, I guess, because of the COVID. But yeah, she didn't even show up. And the lawyer, my husband's lawyer, she was like, yeah, I've tried to get in touch with the mother, but she's not answering my phone calls. She's not answering my text. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. And she wants, from what my stepdaughter is telling us, she wants us to just drop it. She wants us to drop the case. And she wants it to just be like what it is now. And we can't do that because her mom switches up so much. And we need something in writing, black and white, and, you know, have it. Because I don't trust what she says. I can't. No. She hasn't paid any money. She hasn't contributed at all. She called me a few months ago. She was like, look, you know, I want to squash everything. And I was like, okay, whatever. She was like, you know, I'm going to put some money on um, my daughter's card every week, you know, and she she didn't even do it. She did it for a month and then stopped. So she hasn't paid any money. She hasn't helped. So prior to your stepdaughter coming to stay with you full time, was your husband paying child support? It came out of his check automatically every week. He's been paying it since she was one years old. And when I got with my husband, she was two years old. So yeah, he's been paying it like all her life. So when you got the temporary order for stepdaughter to live with you, did that stop the child support? Yeah, it did. They took it off. It stopped. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. Did they say that the bio mom should be paying him child support now? Yeah, that's what they said. And we have a final, final court date in December. So they said his lawyer said that she's going to make her pay. But I don't know if she is going to say she don't have a job or she's going to say, oh, well, I don't know. Does it matter like how many kids you have? Does that depend on how much you have to pay? It does. I Googled it, so I don't know how much they're going to make or pay, but something's better than nothing, you know? It varies state from state, but like South Carolina has an online child support calculator, and it has something like, you know, other kids that you're responsible for or something like that. I forget how it's worded. But if she's getting child support for those other kids mm-hmm. and not paying child support for those other kids, that will make a difference, too. Oh, OK. Yeah, she is getting child support for the other kids. Not all of them, but she is getting some. Well, the, her two sons, she's getting money from their dad. She's getting money for one of her youngest daughters. She's getting money from them. So, yeah, that should. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, it does take it into account because 
for instance, we see all the time where a dad and a stepmom have a child together and it ends up reducing his child support because he has another child to care for. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we always wanted to go and try to reduce it, but we were always nervous that it would maybe go up because she would call and threaten us and she would be like, well, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to um, raise your child support. Like She would do stuff like that. When we got married in 2015, she went nutty and she, for like two years, we had to see stepdaughter through my mother-in-law. We had to go see her through that way because she kept her away. And ah. mm-hmm, and she filled her head up with so many things like, you know, your dad don't love you. Courtney's the reason for this and that. She's the reason why me and your dad couldn't get back together, which is a total lie. Because when I met my husband, she was already pregnant with her second kid. So Mm -hmm. she filled her head up with so much crap. She was so confused. I think when she was, I remember she was like 12. It was Halloween. We told the kids, we were like, look, you know, we'll give you the candy tomorrow. And we put it up in the closet. And when we woke up the next day, the candy was all in the living room. And it was my stepdaughter. They were in the living room. They were just having candy everywhere. But my husband was like, you know, I told you not to get the candy out. And he got the candy up and my stepdaughter attacked him. She attacked him. She jumped on him and started punching him and kicking him and wailing him. I mean, she attacked my husband. Wow. In the living out of nowhere. I mean, it was so much anger. I mean, we were like just standing there like, what the heck just happened? You know, it Mm -hmm. was crazy. And she was just so confused. Her mom's done a number on her. She still does it, you know, which she she don't have that much of an effect on her because she's not with her all the time. Imagine if she was. Yeah. And like I said, all she does is come home and take a shower and get dressed and go to her boyfriend's house. And thank God she's got her tube tied so she can't have no more babies. Yeah. Well, you know, parental alienation is not just one parent keeping the child from another parent. Mm-hmm. It is the bad mouthing. Mm-hmm. Because you're impacting the child's thought process of the other parent. So you're feeding all this negativity into the kid To where Uh they look at their dad and are like, you know, he's a bad person. He cheated on my my mom or he lied. So it's just really sad because I'm sure that the stepdaughter flipping out like that Uh was years of her hearing crap from bio mom about her dad. Yeah. And see, we noticed something was up because every time she would come over, she would be like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And she would just have a fit. And then eventually that happened. But yeah, it's ridiculous how somebody can be so cruel. And, you know, I've tried now for all the stepmamas out there. You know, if you are friends with the bio mom, if they're like a cordial person and they're a decent human being, that is awesome. I tried it. I tried to be cordial. I tried to be a friend. I helped her move out of her apartment. I let her have Easter over here so she could have her kids and her boyfriend together because her parents was like, I don't want that guy over there. And she went behind my back and tried to sleep with my husband. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. After that, I was done. And it was her friends came to me. And I didn't even know these people. And they contacted me on Facebook. And they were like, yeah, I just want to let you know she's up to something. She told me that she misses your husband. And she wishes that they could, you know, be back together. And she realized that she messed up. And she wants another chance with them. And da 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 That's what she was telling her friends. While she was coming over here, smiling in my face. And I was, you know, listening to her when she would call and cry and be like, oh, my, my boyfriend's doing this and he's doing that. I would give her advice. I tr- I even was there for the birth of her last daughter. I was at the hospital because she didn't have nobody up there. But yeah, I was there. Like I tried and she just went behind my back. But she had a plot the whole time. She was just trying to get close to me so she can get to him. Right. And when I found out, I told her I'm done. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And that's the thing is we see stepmoms and bio moms that get along great. And that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. But we also see stepmoms and bio moms that they used to get along great until something like this happened. Exactly. Just be cautious. You have to remember the person that you're trying to befriend is your significant other's ex. Exactly. So things may be kosher one minute and not the next. I mean, she could be your friend just trying to rack up stuff on you to make you lose custody of the kid. You never know. You never know. Exactly. You never know. And it, you know, I think it's great. And I wish I could have a cordial relationship, but I tried. I did my best and I was young. I didn't know. This is my first relationship with a child. Um, Like I said, I got with him when I was 21 years old and we've been together since. So I was young. I didn't understand, but I'm 34 now and I get it and I don't mm -mm, I don't even she makes me cringe even pulling up in my driveway like she gives me anxiety Mm -hmm. my husband he'll be like it's okay just relax she's just coming to pick her up and I'm like no you don't understand you know you don't get it and maybe it's because he does you know this is his daughter and he's you know he's trying his best but it's hard for me because you don't cross me like that Mm-mm. Yeah, that's the ultimate. Mm-hmm. And she still did. I mean, she'll smile in your face and do whatever behind your back. Now, she is diagnosed with bipolar. We do know she is bipolar, but she does not take her medication. That's not good. So that's not good. And I don't understand because, you know, which I've heard a lot of people that do have bipolar. They don't want to take their medication for some reason, I guess, because it takes away their their highs. Energy. Yeah, their highs. If you can't be stable and take care of your children, I think the most responsible thing is to take the medication. Yeah, definitely. So she would come to your house. Does she mm-hmm. still come to your house to get stepdaughter for her visitation? Yeah, she's supposed to pick her up every other weekend, but sometimes during the week, like if, um, you know, a stepdaughter, they want to go to the mall or she wants to take her to go see her sibling, she'll come over and pick her up. But for a lot of times, like she'll come and pick her up for that weekend. And then when it comes Sunday, she's supposed to bring her back. And my stepdaughter called me and be like, hey, can you come pick me up? And I'm like, where's your mom at? She's like, I don't know. She left. I'm like, what? Okay. How far away do the grandparents live from you? Um, They're like 30 minutes away. Okay, so it's not like just right down the road, but again, it's not an hour away. Yeah, it's not that far. But it's like when my husband had the every other weekend schedule, we made sure to pick her up and we made sure to bring her home because that was our responsibility. Right. 
you know, just simple things like that. Just even the simple things you won't even do. And I take it you are documenting these things for court. Yes, we document everything. Is there a reason that she comes to your house to get the stepdaughter or instead of y'all meeting somewhere? Well, in the court papers, well, not the court, I think, yeah, in the paper, when we did, when we went for the temporary custody order thing, the meeting place was at the grandparents' house. So um, I think somewhere in there, they were like, well, now that she is over here, it's her mom's responsibility to come and pick her up over here. We used to meet at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would do the drop off and pick up. But I think, I guess he's just, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do in the court papers. But another thing is he wants her to take responsibility. He wants her to be accountable. He wants her like, look, you know, that's your responsibility. Pick your kid up and drop her off. So you need to do it, you know? Oh, yeah, I definitely get it. But the reason I ask that is because it does cause you anxiety. It does. And I've talked to him about that. And, you know, he says he's working with me, but I don't think he really understands the extent of it. It really does affect me. I mean, even if she just dropped her off at the beginning of your neighborhood, I mean, not dropped Mm -hmm. her off and left her, but met your husband there. So he doesn't have to go more than two minutes down the road just Mm -hmm. to keep her from coming to your house. Yeah, like there's a gas, there's a country store up the street. I think they could meet right there. Actually, I'm going to talk to him about that. I think that would help. Yeah, because that would help you to not have to see her pull up in your driveway. You don't need that stress. No, it's a lot. And then, you know, um, when she first moved in over here, because I guess since her mom is the way her mom is, you know, my husband's like, you know, I want you to be my, you know, my daughter's mom. She needs a mom like you because you're a great mom to our child. So when she did move over here, we did do that. Like I did the same thing with her as I did with our kid. And that didn't work out. That started, you know, causing problems because like I said, she, I'm not her mom. And as much as her mom does, that's still her mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she don't want me telling her what to do. And anytime I would tell her what to do, She would go back and she would tell my mother-in-law, she would tell my sister-in-law, she would tell her mom, she would tell her grandparents. And I would start getting phone calls from everybody and I was like, oh my God. So I let my husband take care of that. And I've learned that with the Academy. I even made my husband watch the, um, the men's video. I made him sit down and watch David and listen. And I was just crying. His tears were just flowing down my face because it was just so bad in the beginning. It was just bad. And I was lost. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So what did your husband think or say after he watched that course with David for the men only? He said that he understands where I'm coming from. And he still has a little trouble with it because, you know, he has guilty parent syndrome too. So that also don't help because, you know, he really don't want to get on to her. And she's 15 and she needs that guidance and she needs a dad. And I try to tell him, you know, you got to be a parent. But he's scared that if he does, she's going to want to go back and stay over there. Yeah. And she's already said it like two or three times. So he's freaked out. And see, that's the thing is stepdaughter apparently wanted to live with y'all. It wasn't working. So she found a way to make it work mm-hmm. by calling defects on her mom. Exactly. And so who's to say she wouldn't do the same thing with y'all? I told my husband that. And, you know, he was like, no, she would never do that. I said, no, you don't know that. You do not know that. Right. But, and she's already threatening 
if you give me rules, I'm going back to my mom's. Mm-hmm. And she actually came to my husband last week. And I guess, I don't know if stepdaughter knew the court date was coming up with well, a pretrial hearing thing we had, but she came to my husband and she told him, she said, um, I want to do 50-50. And then my husband was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I want to do 50-50. She said, I want to live over there half the time and I want to live over here half the time. So she's conflicted. And I sort of knew that was coming. I just, I had it in the back of my head, but she said it. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do before December 1st comes. Well, and I'm sure she misses her grandparents and her siblings. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And I even told him, I was like, well, babe, I was like, you know, you might have to, you know, take that in consideration. And he was like, yeah. So he's a little hurt because he's like, you know, I don't get it. Because every time she would come over here, she before we got the custody, she would talk about how bad it was over there. Like She would say, I can't get my homework done because we have 10 people living in the house. I, I have to share a room with two of my sisters. It's, you know, loud and crowded and, you know, and she was complaining about other stuff. And my husband sort of like, I'm confused because that stuff is still going on. There's still 10 people living over there. You'll still have to share a room. So why do you want to go back? So he's sort of confused. Yeah. Do the grandparents discipline her? Um, yes. And her aunt. She has an aunt, which is the mom's sister. She's 34. She's my age. And she, uh, she's another thing. Um, me and her don't get along. My husband don't get along with her either. But she disciplines her too. She disciplines her and, they, and her grandparents too. So it's not like she has a free-for-all at the grandparents' house? No. She, it's actually really strict over there. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, it is. Exactly. Like, they don't play because they're old and they're tired. And I guarantee you they don't want to do this, but they have no choice. They got to do it because they know if the mom had them, they would be on the street. Yeah. And you got to think, too, with their age, they grew up in a time where you didn't talk back to your parents and you did as you were told or you'd get the hickory switch after your butt or the paddle or whatever. It's back in the day where parents could actually discipline their children. Mm. Now, I'm not saying abuse them, but they could... Spank them. Yeah. Yeah, they could spank them or they could make them go work out in the field for three hours without it killing them, of course. But mm-hmm. there were repercussions for their actions. Yeah. And I know with our daughter, we whooped her butt growing up. That's just what it was. I got my butt whooped. I got hit with anything that was in my mama's hand. I got whooped with a broom. I got whooped with an iron cord. Whatever was around, that's what I got whooped with. Mm-hmm. And I, I turned out fine. But see, nowadays you can't really do that because it's called abuse, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, and then, like I said, you'll have defects at your damn door. Yep, you're right. You know? So the only thing you really can do is take their electronics. Yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. Or time out. <laughs> or, yeah. And exactly. And they're too old for that. They're 15 and 12. So it's like, you know. The only thing we say is, hey, we're going to take your phone or we'll take your TV, which they're like, well, we can do whatever. They watch TV on their phones now. So it's like, you know, it's ugh. I remember this guy that I know, he, the cops were at his house for some reason. And like, maybe he was spanking his kid and somebody called the cops. And so Mm -hmm. the cops came over and they knew him and they're like, dude, you can't do that. And he's like, the heck I can't. I'm their parent and da, da, da. And, you know, I'll tear their tail up if they lie to me anytime I feel like it. And the cops said something about, you know, we can take you to jail. And he said, how about you take them? He said, you'll be spanking their butt halfway down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
I'm not condoning abuse at all. And I know there are some parents that went extreme. And technically, my mom, what she did to us would have been considered abuse now because she would tear your tail up, like you said, with whatever she could get her hand on. The pink yeah. hairbrush, the fly swatter, a frying pan, the broom, oh, the mop. Oh, Lord, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't do that no more. But that was also the time that the neighbors could spank you mm-hmm. because it's almost like your parents gave them permission. There was some kind of neighborhood committee of, yes, if you see my child doing something wrong, you have my permission to beat them. <laughs> even your, yeah, even your, like, your aunts. Like, my mama had me at 16. She got pregnant at 15. She had me at 16, which her and my dad are still together. That's amazing. That is amazing. You have kids young, you usually don't work out, but they stayed together. They got married and they're happily married to this day. So my mom was doing her party scene because she was young. And, you know, so we had our own issues growing up. But um, I was raised with my grandparents most of my life and my aunts and uncles. I got traded around whoever would take me and they all whooped my butt. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just what it was. If I was at my aunt's house, they whooped my butt. If I was at, you know, my grandma's house, they whooped my butt. But you just can't do that now. Mm-mm. They say it's abuse. And, it, you know, that's probably why the world is the way it is now. Yeah. Makes you wonder. You know, Yeah. It's definitely changed a lot since uh, when I was raised. Yes, it has. And morals, you know, you respect your elders. And my husband always uses that um, that verse, what kids are to be seen and not heard. Have you ever heard that? No, kids, kids are to be seen, not heard. Yeah, seen, not heard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He always uses that. Oh, yeah. My mama, she definitely agreed with that. Mm-hmm. What do you want to happen when y'all go back to court regarding stepdaughter? Well, let me ask you this. What do you want to happen? And then what do you think would be best for stepdaughter? Because that answer might be two different things. Yeah. What I think is best for stepdaughter is I do think it would be good for her to be over there half of the time and over here half the time. And I know my husband don't agree, but I think I see things that he don't see because that is his daughter. But she's very conflicted and she does miss her siblings and her grandparents and her aunt. And she's a little wishy-washy. So I think, you know, 50-50 would be good. But I think my husband should have to say so. Like, what is it called when one of the parents, they get to say so in everything? Decision-making. Yeah the decision making I think my husband should be like the tiebreaker the decision maker I think you should have that because he's the more responsible one and her mom's not but as far as like living like yeah I think it would be great for her to go over there for a week and then over here for a week I don't think it would hurt anything I think that's what's best for her too because I'm scared that it does we do go to court and they say okay well you're just gonna stay with your dad all the time my stepdaughter is gonna rebuttal and she's gonna buck And Mm -hmm. she's going to be like, well, I'm going back, you know, if you don't let me go over there, you know, so. But here's the thing. She created this herself. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I said. It's one of those things where I'm not saying that she shouldn't have reported her mom if her mom was doing these things. But you can't report your mom for something and then get taken out of that home and then expect to go back when you claimed it was such a bad place. Exactly. You said it. That's it. That's it. And not even that. Okay. After she called DFAT, because it happened so quick, we went to the courthouse. We got the temporary order. We went over her house, which my sister-in-law took her over there. She got all her clothes, all her stuff. She came over here. A week later, 
her mom's pulling up in our driveway. She's calling her mom, telling her to come pick her up. And me and my husband were like, you were just saying that you were, you know, you were scared for your life and you were scared to be around her because she was threatening to kill you. And now she's pulling up in our driveway and you want to ride off with her. Right. It's confusing, you know, and it I don't get it. But let's think about this, Courtney, because at the same time, even kids that are severely abused love their, their parents. loyalty. Exactly. Yes. And I have to think about that, too. And I did put that into perspective. Me and, you know, I did put that and I was like, and that's when I realized I was like, you know, it don't matter what her mom does. That is her mom. She's going to love her mom. Their relationship is toxic. It They'll argue one week and they'll, which I know mother and daughters, they have like conflicts. Me and my daughter is like that. I mean, she's 12 and she's, ooh wee. She <laughs> thinks she's 35. It's crazy. So I want to wring her neck sometimes. She drives me crazy. But it's not like a regular mother-daughter relationship. It's more of like a using and a abusive verbally. And, you know, it's very toxic. But at the end of the day, that is her mom. And she loves her mom. And it don't matter what her mom does. She's Yeah, she's mom. She's mom. And that's it. And I understand that because my mom, which, you know, me and my mom had our own issues and which we have a great relationship now that I'm older, but um, it was rough growing up and that's still my mom and I love my mom and she'll always be my mom. Yeah, it's funny because when you grow up, you're like, okay, I understand what a horrible kid I was and why you acted the way you did towards me. (laughs) Yes. And I did tell her that. Because I was a handful and, you know, I do, I realize it because I see mine, she's coming into that teenager age and she is rebuttaling and, you know, talking back and I'm used to her, you know, smiling and happy and listening to me and, you know, just now she's like depressed. Well, not really depressed, but moody and mm-hmm. just, you know, she because she started sixth grade and she's her body's growing and she's just like, she thinks she's all that. And <laughs> them eye rolls drive me crazy. I, uh, uh, I can't stand the eye rolls. That's hilarious. Oh, I know. I feel your pain. I do. My little boy's 15 and he he pushes those buttons. Yes, which they say, which I would never, you know, I love having my baby. She's my baby or whatever. But they say, is is it different? Well, no, you don't have a daughter. So you don't know. They say it's different when you have sons, like a mom with a son versus a mom with a daughter. They say they clash more, I guess. I can tell you that the relationship that I had with my mom and the relationship that I have with my niece, because um, my niece actually lived with my mom and my mom raised her. And then when my mom passed away, it's kind of like she was old enough to live on her own, but I'm still kind of like the motherly figure to her. And I really do believe that there's a difference. It's like little boys love their mamas. They love their mamas. And I'm not saying my son doesn't love his dad. He does. But Mm -hmm. there's there's a difference. But also, little girls are needy. They are. And I think if you're in a room and it's a lady and a bunch of males, it doesn't matter the age of them. It can be kids. It can be adults, whatever. But another woman comes in the room and the dynamics change. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a competition for that spot. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Your stepdaughter, what kind of relationship do you have with her now? Because you're not parenting her. So do you not show her? 
Um, well, okay, I wanted to tell you this because we were just talking about it. Okay. Probably two or three weeks ago, she, it was about two weeks ago, she came in the kitchen, I was cooking, and she sat there, and this is what she said to me. She said, I didn't notice how much until I'm not around her, she said, but I am so much like my mom. And that's exactly, that was her exact word. She said, I did not realize how much I am just like my mom. And I clenched. I was like, oh, God, I got a mini version living in the house. (laughs) Oh, shoot. But that's what she said. Was she saying it in a negative way? Yeah, she was saying it in a negative way. She has this boy that she's always talking about. And I'm like, you know, y'all been talking for like two years. You know, you want to be his girlfriend or whatever. When are y'all going to get together? Because she's always talking about him. They're always getting into it. She's like, well, I don't want to get into a relationship because I've seen how my mom did with guys. And I don't want to do the same thing to them. And I had to tell her, I was like, well, baby, I said, everybody has a choice. I said, you've seen you know, your how your mom lives and how she is. And you can be different. I said, you know what it looks like. I said, so you can make it to where, you know, you do something different. I said, but you got to live your life. You can't live in fear. Cause she's like, that's all I think about. Every time I do something, think about, oh my God, that's what my mom would do, you know? And she was saying it in a negative way. And I just, I don't know what to do with that. What I would do with it or what I'm thinking you should do with it is have her write down some positive things about her mom Mm -hmm. because she's seen a lot of negative with her mom Mm -hmm. and she's probably heard a lot of negative about her mom with the grandparents even. Yeah, because the grandparents are pissed off. She has punched holes in their house. They have like a glass uh, washing machine and she broke it. She smashed it, broke it. She had There's holes all in the wall because her mama flipped out. When she flips out, she flips out and she starts going crazy. So the grandparents, I mean, they're pissed off. They're like, hey, you need to, you know, take care of your kids. She'll be over there and she'll sit right there on the couch and all them kids. Now, mind you, there's five over there now and they're all under the age of 13 and they're all doing their homework. And her mom will sit on the couch on her cell phone and she will not help them. And if they say, hey, I need help, she'll wait on the grandparents to do it or her sister to do it. She won't get up and help them. But those are your kids. Yeah. Crazy to me. It is. You know, I'm thinking, too, with stepdaughter, you know, maybe mention this to your husband, but I think she may benefit from seeing a counselor or a therapist because if she's feeling, oh, my gosh, I'm like my mom, then she's got a negative view of herself. Of herself, yeah. And at that age, things are crazy. At 16, if you have a boyfriend and y'all break up, it's the end of the world. Exactly. It's just so... Drastic. It's so drastic. Yeah. It's like there's no tomorrow. You know what I mean? And I even... Actually, she was seeing a counselor. She stopped seeing them. She don't. She says she don't like counselors. She don't like therapists. She, don't, she was seeing one and she stopped. She would not talk to him. And then I told my husband, I was like, well, she's 15. She's about to turn 16 in January. I said, you know, have is her mom going to take her to go put her on birth control? Not saying she's going to have sex or anything right now, but I just think she should get on something just in case because you don't never know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't know. And she said she came in the kitchen it was about a few months ago. She said, hey, my mom is taking me to go get on birth control. And I said, well, what are you going to get? And she said, well, I'm going to get like the low dose of the pills because they have pills that have the lowest dose of like estrogen in it. So that way it won't mess with your hormones. 
And she said she was going. And then two weeks later, I said, hey, is your mom going to take you? She said, oh, I don't want to go anymore. And I was like, oh, crap. So I was telling my husband, I said, look, we're going to have to take her to go get on something because I'm not trying to take care of no grandbaby. Because if she's saying she's like her mom, her mama got knocked up seven, eight times. Two of them she didn't have and kept going from man to man to man to man to man. I don't want that. And I'm not trying to be like her grandparents. I love them to death. God bless them. But I'm not trying to live that life, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying. But a lot of people will argue with you and say, but if you you put her on birth control, you're giving her permission. No, and I know, and I've heard it, and I have, but at the same time, if she wants to do it, she's going to do it, and I know that's how teenagers are. Mm -hmm. If they want to do something, they're going to do it, and they're going to find a way to do it, and I just, you know, and even if my husband or me came to her and said, oh, well, you can't have sex, you really think she's going to be like, okay, and then not do it? If she (laughs) wants to do it, she's going to do it, because that's how she is. She does what she wants to do. Right. And if she she finds the way to get it done if she wants something she's gonna find a way to get it whether Mm -hmm. it's manipulation manipulation lies whatever and she's learned that from her mom too you know and uh, i'm just no 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 so since you don't really parent her do you think that you have a good relationship with her right now yeah it's so so yeah it's way better than it was when she first moved in when she first moved in I tried to take that parent role and it was it was really bad it was like it was bad so when I started I nachoed and now that I'm nachoing I disengaged okay and I did it for about maybe like a month I disengaged and then she started coming up to me and you know warming up to me so I put myself back in there and I think I have to take myself out a little bit because it seems like she is sort of going back to the way it was before. It's just I don't parent her, but as far as our relationship, it it's okay though. It could be better. We're not as bad as we were before. Yeah, a lot of stepmoms when they do start doing the nachoing, the pressure's relieved, and then they start noticing the stepkid is coming to them to talk to them, or things are better. Mm-hmm. But like you said, then they start noticing things are going back to the way they were. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. Right. And so that's why it's important to slowly re-engage. Mm-hmm. I think that you're being able to talk to your stepdaughter, even though you nacho discipline and things like that. She may not want to talk to a therapist and she may not want to talk to a counselor, but she needs somebody to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I do. You may be that person. And I know some people listening are going, what? You're the nacho woman and you're telling her to be there for her stepdaughter. Yes, I am. If it doesn't cause you stress, and that's what a lot of people don't understand, is nachoing is not just throwing your hands up saying, I'm not going to do crap for your kid. It's saying, I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. This is not working the way it is. Let's Mm -hmm. try something different. Exactly. Let the parent be the parent. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't mind talking to her, then talk to her because she's at such a vulnerable age. And she's got this negative view of herself and she's not going to get any positive from her mom. She may get it from the grandparents, but they're trying to take care of all those other kids, too. Yeah. Somebody needs to fill her cup with some love and some positiveness. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she don't really open up to my husband. It kills him because he's like, you know, I'm here. I'm always here. And he's like, she won't talk to me. She won't talk to me. She won't talk to him. But she'll mm-hmm. come and talk to me about stuff. And then I'll go back and tell him. And he'll be like, see, she didn't even tell me. The only thing that I'm having issues with is she'll come and talk to me about her mom. And the only reason why I say have issues with is I already can't stand her mama. So then when she comes to me and tells me the bad things that her mama's doing, it makes it to where I can't stand her even more. I have to keep that rule where you can't say nothing negative about the other parent. You know, you can't say it because that's her mom. And it's sort of conflicting because she's always telling me everything her mama does wrong. And it's like, I don't want our relationship to be based just off that, you know. Mm-hmm. I want it to be based off other stuff, too. So I'm sort of conflicted with that also. But I know she needs somebody to talk to. So I'm always there. I can't help it. When she brings that up to you, just say, I really hate that. What decision do you think your mom should have made instead? Mm, yeah. Or like I said, even if she's just nagging and nagging and nagging and fussing about her mom, just say, I want to challenge you to something. And when she says, what? (laughs) Say, Mm -hmm. I challenge you to write three good things about your mom down. Mm -hmm. And then I challenge you to write down five good things about yourself. Mm, Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying let's make her mom out to be the greatest person in the world. But she does realize that she's part of this woman and that she's seeing things, behaviors that are similar to her mom's. Exactly. You don't want to feel like 50% of you, you know, your mom or your dad, either one, is just a crap because then that makes you feel like you're a crap. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. And you can listen to her complain about her mom and you can just say, it must really be hard to be your age or and see your mom do those things. Or it just must really be hard to see those things happen. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't jump on the let's bash by a mom bandwagon, but yeah. be compassionate for what the stepdaughter is going through with having a mom like that. Yeah. And you can even use experiences with your own mom. Yeah, that's what I do. I, you know, I've done that. I told her like, hey, I understand how it feels to have, which is not the same situation, but I do give examples of, you know, me and my mom's relationship and how it was growing up. So I do do that. Yeah, because it's a lot of times it's like, oh, wait a minute, they can relate. Even though their mm-hmm. mom's not as bad as my mom, they still had issues and she still loves her mom. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can be there for her. But now, you know, as the nacho lady, I have to tell you, if it starts causing you stress Uh to be there for her, or if you start feeling like you're giving her advice and she's not listening and it hurts your feelings, then you got to back up again a little bit emotionally. Yeah. Because you don't want to take on the stress trying to help her. Yeah. And that's not selfish saying. It's saying that you can't help anybody if you're not your best. Exactly. That's why Oh, when I found Nacho Academy, which a lot of, I can't explain it because you know how they say the feelings. You remember how people say, you know what you were getting yourself into. That's a lie. You never know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> nope. Uh, and then also, like they say, you should love your stepkids like your own. That's a lie. If you have your own kids, you can't love them like your own because that's just, it's just not, they're not yours. Right. And like I said, you know what I mean? And so I've had those feelings all those years and I got crucified for it. I, I got crucified and people always made me feel like crap. So when I found you guys, 
it felt really, really good to know that I was not the only one out there that was having these feelings. Now, mind you, I got with my husband when she was two years old. Mm -hmm. So I've been in her life for all these years. And when she was little, I used to pop her on the butt. And I did parent her. Like when my husband went to work and I was there, I parented her. I guess it was easier because she was little. And that's a little, that's conflicted with my husband because he's like, you know, he always brings it up to her like, you know, Courtney's been in your life since you were two years old. This ain't a stranger. I've been with her, you know, all these years. Why are you treating her like this? You know what I mean? And she would be like, uh, you know, and she'll just, her eyes would just be all big and she'll just stare. That's what she does. And he's confused about that. And I think that was part of his biggest problem because he was like, you know, you did it when she was younger. Why can't you do it now? And I'm like, well, I don't know why, but it just ain't working, you know? Probably the same reason they quit having daycare at a certain age because those kids don't listen or respect you anymore. Exactly. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's easier when they're little, but it's hard when they're older. And and then all the drama that, that happened in between, that mm-hmm. took a toll. And I know it took a toll on her. I know it did. I know it did. Yeah. You know, it had to be hard because it was hard for me. And that's like with me when... I started the process of disengaging with the stepkids. It took a year before I was ready to start re-engaging. And you know from being in the academy that the nacho process is not just the disengaging part. There's so much more to it. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it is looking at yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which is hard to do. It is. Because we want to blame everybody else. We don't want to think we're part of the problem or we don't want to think, well... I'm not doing something right, but, and it's not that it's all our fault at all, but Mm -hmm. we are a heavy presence. Yes, we are. And if we come in like a raging bull, what do you think other people are going to do? Like I said, you know, if if you're unhappy, the whole house is going to be unhappy. Oh yeah. And, and that's how it was. The whole house was unhappy. My daughter was depressed. My stepdaughter was depressed. My husband was depressed. I was depressed. We were getting into it. Me and my husband were getting into it every day. I mean, it was bad. And so I just, and then once I stepped back and I, you know, and when I tell you I was doing all the, I'm, all the exercises in the academy, all the um, challenges in the academy, like I dubbed myself in, watched all the videos within three days. On there, like I mean, I dug in, like I dug in. I was, like, I got to make this work, and when I did, I noticed a change, and the house calmed down, and people got back to normal. You know, yes. And I started feeling better because I was so sad. I mean, it was just miserable, and I was like, I can't do this. But I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? If I leave him, say we get a divorce, and I leave him. The next relationship I get into is going to be a blended family. Not, you know, that's just what it is. So it's like, make this one work. And plus, I've been with him for 13 years and I love him. He gets on my damn nerves, (laughs) but I love him and he loves me. And, you know, I don't want anybody else. I just want this to work. I want it to work. Yeah. And like you said, and we say this all the time. If you leave this blended relationship, the probability of ending up in another one is very, 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 very high. Yeah. And with you having your own child, even if you married somebody that didn't have kids, you're going to have a blend as far as your daughter's concerned. End up messing her up, you know, because 
That's all she knows. Yeah. And so you've invested all this time and all this energy and you do love this person. Why not make that work instead of Mm -hmm. trying to jump ship when things get hard? Exactly. Yep. Well, I am so proud of you for taking the steps to join the Nacho Kids Academy and diving in like you did with the courses and the challenges, because I can tell that it's helped you. Yes, it has tremendously. And, you know, the parallel parenting thing, my husband was doing that before he even knew what parallel parenting was. Like, that's how bad it was. We mm-hmm. just, we, it's like the less contact, the better. And, you know, it's like I said, I'm just, I'm happy I found you guys. And it feels, and even like with the Facebook thing, you know, it's okay and all, but the academy is better. You get better information. You got a community that can help you and they're not giving you this. I get like, if I post something on the Facebook one, I get more negative comments than I do positive. <laughs> to where yeah. I want to go and like delete it sometimes, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay, so. And two, Courtney, if you post something in the group and you're mad mm-hmm. or upset about something, it may feel good at some point for some people to validate you and say, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be mad too or I wouldn't put up with that. But that's not helping you. Mm-mm. What's helping you is saying, I understand why you feel this way, but what can we do to change it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the biggest struggles we have with the Facebook group. I don't know how many times I've thought about just shutting it down because we are constantly fighting with members about what nachoing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of people have it the wrong way. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm all for teaching people the Nacho Kids method, but I'm not arguing with you about it. No, Mm -mm. no, exactly. And answer this for me. When you got to the point where you were with your relationship, where everybody was miserable, Mm -hmm. did you get to the point that you were more open-minded to options to make things work, even though they were the complete opposite of what you had heard or what you thought you should be doing, anything like that? I was open, yes. And I wonder if it takes us getting to that breaking point for us to be open to doing something that is so different, like the Nacho Kids method. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you're like, I will try anything at this point. Yeah, exactly. And I can't explain it, but I just know everything clicked. And, you know, it's work. I mean, you got to do your work. You have to do it. You got to follow the Nacho way. But, you know, if you do it right, it works out for everybody. And mm-hmm. I'd rather do this and be depressed and sad all the time and threatening to leave every other day, throwing up the boards and, you know, all that other stuff. No, 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 no. And not even that with Nacho. You can Nacho anybody. Yes, you can. Show her mama. I mm-hmm. Nacho her mama all the way. Super supreme Nacho. I Nacho her mother. And it feels great to, to do that because I just can't stand her. Mm-hmm. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast, and we hope to hear back from you and find out what has happened with the court case and what happens with stepdaughter and, you know, the visitation and the custody schedule. Okay. Yeah, definitely. We all let you know. All right. Well, thank you so much, and I'm so glad that you were able to get some help from the Nacho Kids Academy. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We really appreciate people like Courtney being guests on our podcast. We do. They are sharing their stories with you to help you realize that 
you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you will learn from their mistakes. Yep. That's why we share our story. That's why we have the Nacho Kids Academy. Because we don't want you to struggle and hate your life like we did. That's right. So if you're struggling in your blend, reach out, join the Nacho Kids Academy, and let us help you. That sounds like a fine way to end this podcast. All right, folks. That is our show for today. Thanks, Courtney, again for being a guest. And remember, for Lori and myself, that life is so good. <laughs> when you nacho. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.